Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Glee. Aggressive. Is excited to partner with Nettles and Paint. Looking for a unique gift or piece to add to your home? Nettles and Paint specializes in handmade home decor and divination tools. From posters to custom pieces, Nettles and Paint has everything for everyday spooky babes. They're also the exclusive home of the popular indie tarot deck, the RJC Tarot, featuring original digital collage in honor of the artist's college best friend. And now, Nettles and Paint is offering Glee Aggressive fans a special 10% off your first order with the code GLEEK. Visit nettlesandpaint.store to start shopping with code GLEEK. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? to another beautiful episode of Glee. 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 Aggressive. Aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky. And boy, oh boy, do we have an awesome guest today. Yes. He is the host of Life is But a Song, the podcast on which Karina and I have been a guest, Karina, multiple times. And it is such a such a fun podcast. I got to talk about Begin Again. Karina got to talk about Glee further down the line. Um, uh, it is John Riley, everybody. Hi. Oh, I'm here to take over your podcast too. Yay! Excellent, excellent. We welcome it. So, listeners um, of your podcast will know that you're clearly a Glee expert, a Glexpert, as it were. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm a Glexpert. Yes, that's that's a word. That yes. people can use. Um, yeah, ba- um, back in, like, March, I did all six seasons as, like, two episodes per season. Because you, you guys are doing the Lord's work, breaking down <laughs> each episode, and there's a bunch of other people. I'm just like, broad stroke. We're going to just broad stroke it. <laughs> you're right, Yeah, though. you were probably the more correct person in this equation, but, you know. No, you're still doing, like, I mean, going... Going episode by episode, and I'm assuming we're trying not to spoil so much because Ian hasn't yes. seen it yet. So right. that's a fun concept, especially to hear, you know, Ian's thoughts in the modern day as to something that's a t- somewhat of a time capsule. There's some time capsule news yeah. in this episode. Yes. 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 Um. And then and then and this with this specific episode, a couple of times I wrote down like what they're doing is like can I curse on this? Can oh, absolutely. Words? Absolutely. Go for it. What I'm doing is what, what they're doing is fucking with my brain, my 2022 brain right now. So yeah, yeah. yeah. there was a lot of that. Yeah. Yay. I picked a good one. Yes. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> yes. Which is to say you are here to discuss with us, uh, season three episode. All right. This is the embarrassing part. I'm pretty sure it's six. six. Nice. Six. It there is. was there. I wrote six in my notes. There was a question mark after it, so it does say season three episode. We, we both just watched it. I don't look at the numbers, Ian. <laughs> my bad. I don't. Lo- I don't sit there and go, "What number is this?" I have to check the Wikipedia page afterwards. <laughs> but I do know that it originally aired on November fifteenth, two thousand eleven, and the episode is, of course, Mash Off. Not to be confused yes. with the episode from season one called Mash Up, as their Wikipedia page does state. They are two different episodes. I believe it. Which then goes to show, because like later in the episode, um, uh, 
Shelby and Will are like, we're going to do the first ever mashup. And I was just like, didn't you guys do this twice You've already? absolutely done this. <laughs> absolutely. 100%. But this time it's between two rivaling clubs in the same house. <laughs> they um, all live in one okay. house and they're going to fight. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And then fight they do. Um, we start off with this mashup, not this mashup, this recap, Ian. This recap... We got Puck, we got Shelby, we got the baby, we got the treble tones, and we got Congress. Um, and everyone's running for class president, and everyone's mad at each other. And it just ends with Will going, will you turn that thing off? Um, content warning, there's just quite a bit of Will Schuster in this yeah. episode. Yeah, trigger warning, Matthew Morrison. Not a bad portrayal of Will Schuster this episode. No, he's, he's fine. He's fine. Sure. No, he's not good, I'm saying. he's not. No. But he's not. Li- it's not like, you know... He's um, not he's the rapping one or twerking. Yeah, he's not the one causing yes. problems. He is just there, right. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. We were we're spoiled cuz last episode was beautifully Will Schuster free. And so mm-hmm. he's making a triumphant return here. But this is Matthew Morrison acting. We're okay with and one song. That's fine. We're fine with that. Yeah. Right. Right. Which... And as we've established on our like on our bonus content, like we don't hate Matthew Morrison. Like we're we're cool with Matthew Morrison. So far. Um so far. Um, I've been to his birthday party. <laughs> Goodbye. End <laughs> meeting. <laughs> yeah. Is it better or worse that you basically went to his birthday party by accident, though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you know, I don't, I don't, I think it's, you know, the Ryan Murphy of it all, in a way. Because, yeah. like, Ryan Murphy's making these people say these crazy things. It's, it's what I like to call the Riverdale complex. Where mm. on Riverdale, my theory is that the writers are daring the actors to say batshit crazy things yeah and make it seem believable and the actors are like challenge accepted bitches let's go so but like ryan murphy did it first <laughs> um sure fun fact i like i like that thinking fun fact actually about this episode i just looked it up because i was like who wrote this episode because we're still in our writer's room era um this episode was actually written by have you guys watched this show crazy ex-girlfriend Yes. yes. Yeah, it was written by the guy who plays conspiracy theorist Bert on on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, he's and, oh, he's, he's an episode in season one, right? I think the, so. I think he's, he's the, the deaf choir. Yeah, yeah, he's the deaf choir. Yeah. Um, uh, te- the the director. Yeah, director. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Words are hard. Yeah. Hard. So hard. he wrote this one. Words are hard. Good for him. Yeah. He would. He. I believe he's like Groundling, Second City. One of those. Yeah. Groups, UBC, and I will say, yeah, did a pretty good job. I know. I almost feel like we need to start like looking. I should have realized this before we got six episodes into the season. We should maybe start looking at the writers because now that it's not one of those same three white men, it could absolutely there's hope influence in this how one, episodes look. And this one, it's a different white man. Yes, yes. You're right. Yeah, a it could be a white different man. white Who man. Who would have thunk? I think a woman has um, written at least one of the episodes so far this season. So like. Oh, this season. <laughs> this season, yeah. Good for her. <laughs> Progress. And so we cut. We open on the hallway as we do with everything. Yeah. Um, and quote, Puck Fossa has been caged. Okay. Um, Let's. <laughs> that <laughs> opening monologue. I just like rolled my eyes, especially when he wrote uh, when he was talking about you know um, older people mm-hmm. with younger people yeah. the last one he the last comparison is woody allen and that chinese, chinese girl, I was, girl. Like, I was like oh god <gasps> you can't do uh, that my jaw dropped my jaw dropped also it's like she's his daughter like yeah. 
That's where, like, the real cringe is. It's all bad. Yes. I mean, first of all, anytime you are describing a relationship and you have to use the phrase, it's legal, you're starting off on a bad foot, right? Like, you shouldn't have right. to justify it with legality. Because right. Shelby's what? Have we decided, have, do we know? She's like 36, 38, something like that? Shelby's probably whatever age Will is supposed to be. And Will's supposed to so be... So, like, anywhere between, like, 30 and question. Yeah. Well, so... Well, so, because, you know, her story is that she um, got pregnant for Rachel's dad. Yes. It wasn't that she yes. was already pregnant. It was that she no, was a she surrogate. No, she was a surrogate, which means, in theory, she'd probably have to be at least 18 to 18. do that. So she's got to be at, at least 36, because I think Rachel yeah. is, like, 17, 18 years old at this point. Sure. Yeah. So, so the fact that, like... I buy it. Um... He's like, and like Puck, the character is barely eighteen at this point. It's just yeah. like, okay, but like it's still like a yucky. Yeah. It's yucky. It's yikes. <laughs> yes. Um, also, he mentions Indiana Jones and Ally McBeal, and it like brought as a inappropriately aged relationship, and it brought back this just like I was hit with the memory of. Okay, do you guys remember? those read posters like everyone like there was a big campaign and it was just like famous people and it had the word read underneath there's mm, one for like yeah. yo-yo ma yes um yes. there's also one for harrison ford and my mom had it hanging up in her office for a while presumably because someone gave it to the library and they didn't hang it up and i came into her office one day and it was turned around i'm like why did you turn around harrison ford and she says he is dating a girl that is inappropriately too young for him to be dating, and I will not turn it back around Oof. until he stops. And it never I'm, got turned back around. You know, with, oh, no. with that instance, though, she, Calista Flockhart was in her 20s, at mm-hmm. least. So, I, I'm right. not, I don't want to shame people, but, like, there is, like, I feel like 21 is, like, the magic number for everyone. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you can't arguably be getting a high school or undergraduate diploma. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, like, if you ideally around 21 22 is when you graduate college so like yeah that's that's when i feel like that would that's like appropriate in my opinion um but who cares about my opinion right (laughs) (laughs) safe space Mm -hmm. space. but like 18 that's too young i know it's like the legal adult age and everything because like you can go and die for your country or whatever but like I've no. yet to meet an 18-year-old who I would trust to make adult decisions, so... Absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I'm not saying 21-year-olds magically can make no. decisions, but, like, that's, like, a good... They're closer, at adult least. number, yes. Closer, yeah. For, cl- closer to full development. Um, and apparently this is where we learned that Puck always wanted to be a family man, so we have to cut right no. from... No. <laughs> no. And so we cut right from a shot of Adina Menzel's butt to a music video for Hot for Teacher. Okay, so Shelby, hired as a glee coach, truly only for that, yes. is fine to sub for geometry, which, like, honestly, I buy because public school Because maybe she's really Paltrow. a sub who yeah. teaches, right. who, uh, not teaches, coaches. Yes. Maybe mm-hmm. that's how they can hire her and they can't just afford to hire a second glee club teacher who does nothing else but do that. But Puck does right. say, while he's supposed to be learning about grammars, he's just um, wondering what color underwear uh, she's oh wearing. God. And I was like, this Jesus is Christ. all gross. So, it's all gross. Um, I mean, I wrote, 
This is literally what I wrote down for Hopper Teacher. I, mm -hmm. I have I have conflicting emotions because the performance is cool. Like yes. I, I liked I like that shot across with all the group yep. members and they're in like eighties inspired apparel and everything and like it's cool rock music. But like the premise of the song and how it fits into the show is gross. Yes. Yes. That's apparently a I did not watch the music video for Hot for Teacher, but apparently that opening bit is pretty shot for shot remake, their favorite thing to do. I mean, like, since, like, since Vogue, they've yeah. been doing yeah. that. And I can yeah. say that because Ian has seen it. Yes. <laughs> yes. And um, obviously it does read as yet another weird, like, porn setup for Glee to be doing. Like, truly, it was like the Adina Menzel porn parody, for, like, for the first, like, minute, because it was just her, like, walking back and forth on, like, a catwalk, as if, like, she was just like, okay, I will do this, but I will not enjoy it. <laughs> and she'd yeah. be right. But then... La I was gonna say, later yeah. in my notes, I did write, Adina is flawless, no notes, so... Oh, absolutely. 100%. You would do it, too, for a paycheck. Like... No, no. I would do it for Adina Menzel. Yeah. But, but like, I mean, as Adina Menzel, as a actor, actor performer mm -hmm. in this show, um, she comes across. I, I mean, obviously, she has experience with vocal adrenaline. She um, potentially went to school for music education. Yes. So, yeah, she's and like, <laughs> and like, she's willing to train Sugar. That's the other thing. Like, yeah. Will yeah. flat out was like, bye. Yeah. Bye, Although, good point. to be fair, Will was definitely not a certified music teacher and has would not have the no. knowledge to have, help someone like Sugar. So he did it in a rude way. Um, yes. Right. But. So, I mean, this episode, and I feel like every episode that Adina Menzel is on in Glee, she, she's painted in such, like, a great light mm -hmm. that it's like, oh, breath of fresh air. <laughs> Look at this responsible, Absolutely. reasonable adult. Yes. And she's, like, and Adina Menzel, as an actor, like, is just so grounded in this. Like, the same way that Diana Agron tends to be. So it's, like, it's just great watching good acting. Right. <laughs> in this, like, in this otherwise ridiculous Bro. situation. And so, yeah. yeah. back into uh, Hot for Teacher, like, um, when she's setting, she's trying to set boundaries and be like, no, we're not dating. No, that mm -hmm. was a mistake. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's just gross. He's yeah. gross. <laughs> I know. Yes. I, I realized it's, I was like, I called her the, like a reasonable adult and she has absolutely made out with a student, which is to say that that's like the bar of Glee, which you can still be the most sane person in the room and have made out with a teenager. Or, or done right. something a little cringy. Yeah. Um, yes. And then we get to like in the hot for teacher, we get back to like the choir room and which like, my note was like these boys are on cocaine. Like, yeah, it was on twelve. They they still and, like had, it wasn't. They still had some vitamin D from season yeah, one. Yeah, they clearly yes, did. <laughs> they found some left over. <laughs> um, and like they had like a mic stand, a mic stand sword fight, which was yep. great. They were having way too much fun with it, and I'm like, no, Will, don't be into yeah, this. Will no, was, Darren, Chris, stop grabbing your crop. Will crotch. was too into all the crop grabbing. Crop grabbing i will say <laughs> Crop grabbing. He, he did get, he did look at that a little too much and was like this was a great idea but like yeah. i like mike and blaine as a little backup dancer duo that's fun yeah um good for blaine for sharing the spotlight and like uh puck the whole time is being as subtle as enter some phrase here that yeah. makes me sound smart uh <laughs> with with his like heart eyes for shelby and it's just like 
what and when Will was like, what what inspiration did you have? And he's like, Van Halen. Yeah. Uh. And he's literally like a cartoon floating out, like a cartoon dog with hard eyes mm-hmm. floating out the room. Do you His think... job may as well have dropped to the floor with drool in it and the heart like pounding yeah. outside of his right. chest and everything. And an awooga noise was heard. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. You read my mind. And then it's completely undercut by Will going, rock on. And I just no. said, no. Do you think Will thought this song was about him? Yes. Ooh. That Will was like, I'm a teacher. Like, I'm a teacher. At least one of those boys singing Barely. is gay. So. Barely a teacher. Truly. <laughs> but in his mind, he is teacher of the year. Yes. They're so mm. hot for how good I am at teaching. That's what they're singing right, just about, ask right? The That's what this song is about. <laughs> so, Rachel Berry did have a crush I on know. him, lest we forget. Not the first time. And it's not, yeah. Uh, Pepper, what's her name? Yes, Susie Pepper. Susie Pepper. Susie Pepper. Uh, so when I when I covered Glee on my podcast, Life's But a Song, yes, plugging <laughs> right now. Uh, I plug it in, plug it I in. I actually had a segment where I interviewed one of my former music teachers to mm-hmm. talk about Will, how awful Will Schuster is, and she's and she's like the I uh, to pa- kind of paraphrase over the six episodes that she appeared on. She's like the pe- the ideology that he has about like family. This is family. We are family, is what like she actually uses in the classroom. So like, I don't I don't actually think Will Schuster thought Hot for Teacher was for him mm-hmm. in a way, but like, you know, he's just like he, I think he's more like, oh, you did an assignment without being assigned anything. This is awesome. Like you know. I think he's thinking like, oh yeah, we're like, you're like reading my mind to like, mm-hmm. you know, rock, 80s rock music. Yeah, that's the next, mm-hmm. that's this week's theme or something. So he doesn't believe these boys want to have sex with him, but he does believe that they care about him more than life itself. I mean, like you, like yes. you guys were were saying, maybe Blaine. He thought, right, right. <laughs> although, like I once I read somewhere, and it was during like it was an observation I think during later seasons, but that. A, a writer was like, doesn't it feel sometimes like Darren Chris has in his contract that he'll only play gay against Kurt and every other time he just seems like a very normal, like straight boy that forgets that he is portraying a young gay man until it's like part of his plot. Well, that's the thing though. Like, like anybody in the world, there's a spectrum. Yes. And so... Yes, he might be more, you know, flaming, if you will, mm-hmm. um, when when he's around Kurt, but or uh, or other uh, men, if yes. you will. But like then there are times where he has the more heterosexual side, if you will. And I think so it's, I, yeah, yeah. It's and, also and, probably just wanting to use Darren Chris to the like most of his abilities that they can. Because they're like, mm-hmm. he's doing a good job. We need, need to put him in numbers. So right, I forget. So the end. So at the end of this scene, where they're where, or no, not this scene. It's like uh, later on mm-hmm. in the classroom. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I'm gonna hold it. I'm gonna pin it for a second. I think I know we're going to talk about that. We'll circle yes. back. Yes, we'll circle back. So then we have this Bert Hummel smear campaign yep. and with like this little Sue commercial, and. It's like ridiculous. Like he's he like he got his heart from a baboon, and they're dangerous. Wrong on the issues. Wrong for Ohio. And this was like, Crane and I spent some time last episode talking about how like 
when Susan episodes, they tend to be unhinged in a, in a bad mm-hmm. way, but this felt like the right kind of unhinged, where, of I mean, it, yes, it's calling, it's saying someone has a heart transplant from a monkey, yes. but it's not, like, making fun of their disability or their sexuality or no, something. No, I will say I still think it's unhinged, and maybe I'm just losing patience for Sue, because <laughs> most of Sue's plots are, like, that they tend to start out wild like this, like a parody of a person, and then have to, by the episode, end up weirdly grounded and serious. Right. Where mm. these, like, like, this is a parody of a par- Like, that ad is more ridiculous than the, like, literal, like, RuPaul's Drag Race parody campaign ads that they did on an ep- Like... And, and also... The fact that she still calls Kurt porcelain after realizing that that's bullying and homophobic in a way. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you're going backwards a little. Yeah, that's the thing. They just can't sure, keep her characterization sure. straight. She's quit being pensable so she could stop bullying in the hallways, and that's clearly not happening. But they just, re- it's like Sue has a reset button where she has to be a villain every time, and they just keep whacking right. it. Right. All of these characters have a reset button. Yeah. Let's be real here. That's the fact, though. That's a fact. I will say, though, this is a good, like, joke about political ads. Uh, I've yes. been listening to a lot of history podcasts, and some of them touch on the work of Lee Atwater, who is known for uh, ruining many a Democrat's career by making slanderous ads against them. So I mean, I, I, I felt a little triggered. Yeah. With that one, I was like, oh, God, going back to 2016, no. Yep, that's oh, what it yeah, felt like. Yeah. You're like, ah, this yeah. is one of those things that seemed like a ridiculous joke when they made it, and then suddenly became too real. And then we continue on this theme for, like, the school race, yeah. because, like, Brittany's doing a bit of a smear campaign by saying, um, by running on a campaign of root beer, water fountains, and robot teachers. Also, Rachel's still on MySpace and unfit to lead. That's her. That did make me laugh. That's her thing. Yeah, that was really funny. Um, and Kurt has come and saying like, "This is wrong. Like, you shouldn't be doing this." Now, like, all these voters actually think my dad has a baboon mm-hmm. heart, which like I believe that actual voters think that. Some people are dumb. Yeah, and that was also um, probably a joke that people are like, "Haha, isn't it ridiculous that Ohio would believe that's." ridiculous things about their campaign opponents and then lol do we want to start talking about current events yeah right <laughs> I say this was when ohio was arguably a swing state <laughs> sometimes um it's, it's not funny anymore <laughs> no. sometimes it's not funny anymore um but kurt needs a new cause because he's boring and get, uh, running on the cause of a salad bar is not it which um, is which is weird because I think you guys already covered this episode. Mm-hmm. If not, I'm so sorry, Ian. It's weird because he's best friends with Mercedes, who yeah. is a curvy girl, and like she had that whole episode about being anorexic. Yeah, yeah. that was season one. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that was early. It was like their only yeah. plot that season, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it, it like rewatching it, I was just like, wait, aren't you like besties with Mercedes and calling? You're basically calling her fat by yeah. saying like when he says that there's um, obesity problem in this school. I was just like, what are you saying? Yeah, it's a great point. And like, it's... I didn't even think of that because we haven't seen the two of them together in like no, they haven't spoken oh, in, in a while. Well, because you know, you know, Mercedes is probably like peace, trouble tones. Bye, bitches. Yeah. I, I'm gonna yeah. block all of you on 
Wait. On, on, fi- on Facebook. Was Facebook? Or- yes, Facebook yes. was available to high schoolers at this point. That's why That's yeah. why Rachel being on MySpace would be such a deal breaker, because it's only been two exactly. years and MySpace is already kaput. <laughs> mm-hmm. MySpace days. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... Also, I thought of you, Karina, because Kurt was wearing a beret. He was wearing the weirdest um, hat I've ever seen, and that's saying something coming from Kurt, because it did look like a beret that was made out of a garbage bag. Yes. It looked oily. I don't know how he did that. I'm I'm watching, like, the the wheels turn in John's mind with that. Oily, like, it was a choice. It looked a little too militaristic for me. It's not my fave. I'm going to just say, Kurt's figuring his fashions at this episode. It is. There were some choices. <laughs> in this one yeah because because you know we we, we're still far away from like the hippo pin but like no the hippo pin was a couple episodes ago oh we're not that far away from the hippo pin oh no and i know this because i was watching and i was like hippo pin i'm like damn ian's not gonna know what this the ideal doesn't doesn't he he must wear it more than once when he when he goes to uh, join the warblers and the bird dies doesn't he wear also like a fabulous pin or something yeah yeah, yeah there was definitely like a bird pin it or was something. a full morning pin so yeah <laughs> it's like okay so we're we're kind of stepping away from the wild and crazy pins kind of i mean there's probably still more i don't there's remember come, the rest I'm of the sure. season yeah <laughs> so it's it's just unfortunate and then you know and then it, i think really that's the only no we see him in regular school fashion later in this episode because i was about to say we see him in the in the um the gym uniform if you will and then their performance attire yes yes and we cut to shelby and sue and like they're basically like hey we're cool shelby and will? um like i oh, i was shit, about to be like right. did um, i fucking black oh, out no because, scene? because no because in my notes in my notes it says shelby and shoe uh, yes i yeah. was about to be like i um, just watched this did I dissociate, which is not impossible. <laughs> not impossible. But no, I was wrong. Um, And so Shelby and Will, they're like, yeah, we're cool. You didn't recruit my students. They, like, I, I was the one that pushed them away. And I was like, yes, yup. Uh, we've talked about it on the show. And, like, Shelby makes a good point. There's a bunch of them that just want a chance to take second stage this senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, and But now they're up against each other for sectionals. And it could get ugly. This may turn into, wait for it, World War Glee. No. (laughs) Glee, it's not a good joke. I'm so sorry to tell you this, Glee writers. It's not a good joke. (laughs) This is, oh boy. You tried something there and it failed. Miserably. But it does lead Mm. us into something I do quite enjoy. I love a mashup competition's... Even when yes. they're not very good, I like Glee's mashups just because you can't get them anywhere else. Like Walking on Sunshine uh, slash Halo. Yeah. Bop. Remains a top tier song. Bop. Yeah. Bop. Absolutely. Um, I actually do like, I do like the boys song that ep- in Vitamin D as well. The Confessions. Yes. Uh, yes. Whatever the other one it's is. And life. then, yeah. and then in season two, I think I, I, I loved those. So- like they, yeah. Glee does this magical thing that I discovered while talking about it on my podcast, Life's About a Song. I still have to remind everyone what my podcast is every 10 minutes. Otherwise, it doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> where they mash songs up that you never would have assumed would have worked. Mm-hmm. And then they magically work. Yeah. And like, 
I mean, that's where the show's really most successful is their mashups. Yeah. <laughs> if you will. I agree. I mean, that I feel pretty. Unpretty mashup? Unpretty? Um, unpretty mashup. Top tier. Oh I, yeah. You know, yeah. you know, I downloaded it as soon as it came out on iTunes. I listened to it every, like, on repeat for, like, weeks. I cried my eyes out a couple of times yeah. listening to it. Like, and and we'll get to another top tier mashup. Oh, yeah. Um, but we're back in the auditorium. Um, this is just, like, chock-a-block of Santana burns to Finn. So... And yeah. the first one, the first one is soft serve. I forget. Um, she's like super hateful to him this episode. Did he like what happened nothing. prior nothing. to this? No. Okay. She's just nothing. been like on a campaign against him for the whole season. This With whole season really so no far. explanation. Like, yeah, she, yeah. she, she quits the Glee Club because she feels unappreciated. Underutilized. There, which is fair, and, but, and, but right, that's not yeah. Finn's fault. She's literally just being hateful to him because he's an easy target. And uh, oh, totally. and it's great because Naya Rivera like kills all of her acting when she does it. But I did Love get her. to a point during this where I'm like, oh boy, it is. This is a lot. It's a lot. Well, so here's a a thing with the show where um, Sue and later uh, Santana, like when she started actually getting lines and talking yeah. and all that, they would be the soundboard for the crazy bullshit lines mm-hmm. that. They're like, you know, what words can we sew together to make a sentence? Yes. <laughs> Truly. So that and and so this is like prime example of that of how they treated Santana like that, because you know, li- I'm from Lima Heights, yep. so I'm going to verbally assault. Right. You. I was raised on insults. Yeah. Like yeah. she has a line that's like I didn't it wasn't until kindergarten when I learned my name wasn't trash face or something. So it's like <laughs> With Britney, they do it, and it's always much more lighthearted and sort of at Britney's own expense. Innocent. It's innocent. But Sue and Santana are both like, let's make jokes, but they are actually just insults towards other people. And and suits tend to be pretty concentrated towards Will, which feels slightly better because they're two adults in this situation, and Will can mostly react like an adult. But these are two children, and we'll see what happens when a teenager is basically pushed to his Oof. boiling point over being yep. verbally abused for yeah. weeks on end. Repetitively. But before that, we have to get to this, like, theater kid youth pastor violence energy. <laughs> because all the Glee Club kids are, fi- are, like, verbally fighting each other, and then all of a sudden you just hear a guitar, yeah. and Will Schuster starts singing, and Brittany, I think, puts it perfectly, which is, is this what having a stroke feels like? Which I wrote down, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, I wrote down, the power of music Yo, calms yeah. everyone down. That was bananas it's to like me. When that, you like, play a baby on a song. dime. Yeah, like how Puck can... <laughs> Stop any baby from crying with his magic guitar. Yeah, yikes. Because, like, all of a sudden, you know, everyone's smiling. Every single uh, teenager or teenager character is smiling on that stage. And I'm just like, you guys, like, two minutes ago. They were about, about to rumble. Truly. Yeah. West Side Story Brawl. They were about what to rumble. And now we just have everybody bopping yes. along to this you and I slash you and I I was going to say, can anyone tell me what these songs are? I listened to the whole thing and I was one like... Is a, one is a Lady Gaga. Okay. A, yes. a Lady Gaga song. I don't know what the other is. Well, and then the other one... I guess one, we'll never know. Which is funny because 
also on iTunes. They only oh. just say yeah. call it you and I. Because I believe the Lady Gaga one has an umlaut, you know, the two dots over one of the oh. I think it's like the O or U yeah. and U. It is a song so, by American yeah. country music artists Eddie Rabbit and Crystal Gale. Is that why they keep on screaming the word Nebraska over I and over? I can only assume. Oh, God, because that's where they lost me. Like, Adina Menzel was excellent here. I didn't even mind <laughs> Matthew Morrison in this. I, I wrote down Adina is the better singer. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> but where am, am I wrong? <laughs> this? I mean, no, did he? I know, she, I, I know, like, she won the a Tony for Wicked. Did he win for Hairspray? I don't think he has any Tonys. I don't, I don't even think he was nominated for that. I mean, I don't. And. and in some of the songs, I don't mind his voice. He's fine. It's just that when yeah. you pit him against Adina Menzel, he's going to lose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. I would say the main emotion that this number filled me with was dread. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I don't know why exactly. Like, you're right. It wasn't bad. Not my kinds of song. It's too much Nebraska. But I was like, this feels too much it Nebraska. Feels ominous in a way I'm, I don't know about. Um. Yeah, he was he was nominated for a Tony for Hairspray. Okay, no, he was nominated okay. for a Tony for the Light in the Piazza. Oh, Light in the Piazza, of course. Okay, sure. And that's the only that, that and that's the only to Tony he has been nominated for. And you, you know what? He's fine on stage. I, then that's great and all. And every so often, yeah. when they give him a not rap song, he's yeah. fantastic. He yeah. did win a Broadway.com Audience Award for his work in Finding Neverland. Oh. Of course he did. And he also won mm. he was pretty a good Screen Actors Guild Award for Glee. Right. So, As himself or like ensemble? Best performance in an ensemble. Okay. And, okay. Best, okay. and he won a Satellite Award for Best Actor in a Series. Okay. He was also nominated for a Teen Matthew Choice Morrison. Award as Choice Male Scene Stealer. <laughs> okay so for what scene it doesn't say and i i'm sure it was the thong song uh, it must i yeah can't not have been the thongs the thong uh, song. his his uh while we're on this tangent i'm so happy yes. they did not mash together the thong song and i could have danced all night because i think i would have had a rebuttal what i my compliment i said earlier <laughs> um i saw i would have had a stroke on, it came across one of my social feeds, I don't remember if it was TikTok or Instagram, that someone has made that mashup, and you can, like, I will go and listen it. to it now. I will find that cursed mashup. It exists, and you can, and they did it because of Glee. It's not like they thought of it with their own brain, because who would? That's so, fair. I had Yikes. not listened to it. I was not, I was at work, and I was like, I can't, I can't hit play on this right now. It will not be an <laughs> appropriate venue for this, but... So then, after you and I, doesn't Puck like hit on Shelby one more time, like kind of in public? Yeah. Well, first they establish, hey, we're going to do a friendly competition thing. There's going to be no violence here. It's a mash off. Yeah, and then Will ends up with saying, "Go get you some." I don't know if. Oh God, (laughs) no. Well, so my question is like, since you since y'all are rewatching it better, Mm -hmm. more with fresher eyes than I am, like, is his lust for Shelby logical? Pucks? Pucks lust for Shelby no. logical? I mean, he goes over to babysit no. and he likes the baby. And I guess he feels bad because Quinn is stuck in the, in the plot of a crazy person. Yeah, because so. I was just really? like, even Quinn's want for the baby is 
Sorry, that's gonna happen. Uh, it, uh, her want for uh, Beth is out of left field. It yeah, and it has been yes everything since the start everything of the about season. the Quinn Puck storyline makes no sense. I guess he it's supposed to be like he wants to be with Shelby because he wants to be with the baby because like and it, be a family. In season one, he has that whole um, monologue where he talks about how he fucks older women while he's cleaning their pools so like yes it makes sense that he would want to sleep with this woman because she's older than him but i was just like you're going at it so strong that it feels very out of character so yeah apparently and like dina menzel to or shelby to her credit is like the kiss was a mistake i don't want to lose my job um sure correct and meanwhile they're talking about all of this like you were saying john the door is wide open there are full extras just passing by this classroom or the office, whatever. And Shelby's just like, I, the kiss was a mistake. I don't want to lose my job. And Puck is like, we're both hot and we should be together. By the way, do you need help like, building that crib? Like, Right. Yeah, and meanwhile, like, like, how come no one heard that, but someone heard the conversation later in the episode? Well, this is happening in the in the doorway of the hallway, not into the hallway sure. proper, of course. Sure. Okay. Well, fine. Yeah. Okay. Technicality or whatever. Which rewatching it, there is an extra. The uh, sorry, we'll get we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I'm sorry. I'm jumping ahead. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to it, shall we? Um, the Glee Club. We're back in the Glee Club, and uh-huh. I'm like, don't they still have not have enough people? They don't. That but... that's never that. That's we'll a non-issue. That, that yeah, they figured out future Glee's problem. Okay, they, okay. If you haven't picked up on it, they pick they figure it out day of usually. Yeah, yeah. basically day, day of the competition. They're like, oh fuck, we have eleven. <laughs> we need twelve. Quick, grab Jacob Ben Israel again. <laughs> yeah. Quick, grab um, Lauren Zeises. Um Truly. Yeah. But you know, Finn gives like this whole impassioned speech about how like, oh, you guys are all listing people who broke up we need to like do hall and oats and i was just like are they in your on your ipod right now like do you know who they are i he think knows finn whatever might. he finn needs might. to know of in that moment that too also, as we've I... established from the posters in his room his favorite band is dashboard confessional so but he does know a lot of 80s rock because what, wasn't don't stop believing his idea yes because yes. of the gardener yeah. but I just... also i just don't remember why he doesn't like Blaine. He doesn't like Blaine, presumably because Blaine would be a better leader of Glee Club than he is. But he doesn't ever say that out loud. He's just... It's just been simmering the whole season since Blaine transferred that Finn doesn't like him. And Blaine is frankly being very patient with him, considering... At least he didn't send Blaine to a crack house. Right? There's always that. Blaine is a better male lead than Finn in basically every way except for height. Um, (laughs) i will say and i know i'm i know this is coming from a short king but there is such thing as too tall and finn is that yes isn't he six four yes that's too tall no (laughs) no we have two different definitions of too tall yeah yeah Uh, (laughs) see this is where people agree to disagree people this is where this is Um, Yeah, Um, so, like, Finn is just spending all this time being vaguely mean to Blaine, and Blaine's like, 
I guess this is what's happening to me, and I will but, make a big deal about it. And the fact that he's also a team player, and he's like, this is good. You got this, Rory. I was just like, yeah. yes. I, to his credit, I do yeah. like I do like you, Blaine, in this one scene. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was convenient. When you think of a band, if someone was like, name a band that has been working together for a long time and never broke up, is Hollow Notes the only example? No. I tried to think of more, but I couldn't, but... Well, it depends. Like, are we talking about longevity, like a longer band, yeah. or are we talking about like a group that had like a solid time period? Yes, they broke up eventually, but like they had a great song catalog. Because, like, I would say the Beatles, but right, but they broke they up. broke up and they broke up. Right, and, like surprisingly, their discography like that was a pretty short amount of it's time it's a decade all things considering yeah. yeah yeah i think about the stones rolling stones because and they keep on like breaking uh, up getting back together and what have you but they keep on doing like reunion and farewell tours yeah i would also say queen which yeah. also broke up got back together broke up a member passed away uh they re- kind of replaced him in modern yeah. day so like and and they also have like bangers that they do yeah. And they but really guess, sang a Queen song. But I guess if yes. Finn's criteria is band who never broke up, that, we're going with Hollow Notes. Was Hollow Notes uh, still around at that time? I don't know. <laughs> that's that's a that's like a good, like, huh. ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I should have looked this up because I was just, right. I wish I fact-checked him to be like, Hollow Notes. Like, I, I don't know if they're still making new music. They are still active, yeah. Holy shit. Wow. They were and in 2018. Okay. Were, and that's they, way after yeah. when this episode happened. So, yeah. yeah. They're still touring. Wow. Damn. Maybe not right now they're still touring because, you know. Hmm. Pandemic. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. But it appears that they have never broken up. Wow. Okay. You them. know what? Finn, I'll give it to you. Sure. Yeah. And then next to my notes, I wrote a fuck off Quinn. Is that because... Oh, that's because yes. she's talking about the plan with yeah. Puck. Yeah. And I was just like, Quinn, girl. This, this <laughs> plot sucks. This plot sucks. And it's like... I'm so excited I, I to hear your thoughts about later this season, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I'm dreading it. Because I've been like such a Quinn apologist up to this point, And now I'm like, I can't get behind this. Because it's not... But it's like... They just had this character locked in, and they didn't know what to do with her. And so they're like, what if we just put her in this batshit crazy plot? Truly. Right? Quinn's game here is like, okay, in order to get closer to my biological baby, I'm going to ask to join the treble tones. Yeah. And Shelby, to her credit, is like, I'll think about it. Cut to Finn and Rory in the hallway. I don't believe that Rory has never heard of trash talk. He's yes. Irish. He's yes. not like... He He's not from a different rock. century. That's what I wrote down. I was like, how does Rory not know what trash talk is? Is he from Ireland or from another time period? <laughs> it is kind of like they wrote that joke about him being a leprechaun. Like that Brittany thinks he's a leprechaun when he's first introduced. And then they forgot to turn that joke off. And now that is his whole personality. Is right. basically a magical Irish boy. Like he doesn't know what dodgeball is. He's from Brigadoon, actually. Not. <laughs> you know, I I buy that he doesn't know what dodgeball is. Because maybe they have a different name for it in Ireland. Yeah. I'll give like, you that. Yeah. Totally. But, but like, yeah. Yeah. And like, and this is a, a what, like one of the few episodes that they gave him more than just one random line to say while in the choir room, and mm-hmm. so you're just like, oh, why? <laughs> His only personality trait is Irish. 
Yes. Right. And, like, he does a good job of, like, passing it off as, like, the young, innocent kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, come on. And we got this beat here of, like, them trying to out-trash talk Santana. Um, we talked about how she was, like, from Lima Heights. She was raised yep. on insult. Fine. Then we get Rachel approaching Shelby about a record. Hold on. Oh, we have oh, to go back oh. and talk about Finn's solution to this, which has such Riverdale energy smathered all over it. I'm sorry, I, w- I woke like, up for a second. Riverdale, what? <laughs> I just, all I could think about Finn's like, well, we'll just have to sell this after school. You know how. With dodgeball. And it very much read, we have to discover the highs and lows of high school football. And <laughs> <laughs> that's big Riverdale energy. <laughs> when, when, he, when, he, when he's in jail and he talks about, oh, sorry, I've, I could go on about yes. Riverdale. I won't go on this tangent because we'll never recover. <laughs> we will never. But I was like, Finn, if you start talking about the highs and lows of American dodgeball as a way to solve your problems, you're veering, you're you're really driving into that Archie Andrews lane and we don't come back. Oh, God, come away. no. All they need to do no. next is like, you know, um, cover up a murder. And then it'll be like, oh, this is Riverdale. <laughs> Finn right. and Archie are basically the same the same boy. With they are. That's true. Holy, you're right. But Finn would fight a bear. Finn would absolutely fight a bear, but unknowingly too. I don't think Finn would be be a, 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 a like work for a mafia mafia boss. No. So maybe not. not knowingly. He would he would pick oh. up a summer job and then like Rachel would be like, You understand what's going on, right? Or and Santana would be like, You know what's going on, right? And he'd be like, What Finn trying to earn his bones. <laughs> that show is so stupid, I love Riverdale. So, so but all, but also when when he said like we we're gonna settle this, I think you know how I immediately went a sing off. It's that never would... a sing-off. It's never a sing-off. Do the sing-off, Finn. Have a diva off. Have oh a my diva god. Off. I mean, he would get crushed. He would get. He off. would. He would get annihilated by Santana. Yes, that's why I why? want to see it. <laughs> you know who should be having a diva off? They. I can't believe Finn has not challenged Blaine to a diva off because that is clearly how we solve our problems mm. in Glee Club. And I, I would like to see what those two men think a diva off would be. I just truly assumed that that was in the works and that that'll be some sort of, like, mid-season or end-of-season boiling point thing that they have to settle. They both sing that boy is mine again. Yeah. <laughs> so who's 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 who? <laughs> They're singing about it about Kurt because Finn is trying to be like, this is my, this brother. Is my brother and I'm protective yeah. of him. And Blaine is like, I am literally dating with him. <laughs> <laughs> I am literally doing what this song is about. And yeah. you're not. Yeah, so whose boy is it? And Kurt's like, hi, I'm here now. Please stop this. Um, hey, remember that time uh, Kurt tried to, like, fuck around with Finn and nobody talks about it? And his plan point. was to make him into his stepbrother? Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and in, we forget. And instead, Bert yells at at uh, Finn for calling a lamp faggy. Sorry, I, I, I don't know if that word is allowed really on this podcast because it's weird. I mean, it was said on Glee, so... It was said on Glee. So, uh, and Kurt had zero repercussions from that from no. that action, so... Kurt's plotline has gone from, like, predatory actions to basically martyrdom, so... Yeah. 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 Weird. But, He's he's kind of mellowed out now. He's in a good sweet spot right now. Yes. But the um, roller coaster to get there was bad. 
he uh, is completely chill during this. Like, I mean, not chill, but like he's just completely ignoring Rachel during this dodgeball thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, I mean, just not. She doesn't even have to piss me off. We would all just try to ignore her. Like so. Like when he says, and uh, when uh, during their interaction before a dodgeball, well, maybe you should have thought of uh, thought of me on your sociopathic climb to the top. I was just like, who's actually saying this? Is it Chris mm-hmm. or is it Kurt? Sometimes the acting on the Glee is not acting. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. Um, is it, does it at all make sense for Rachel to approach Shelby and be like, write a letter of recommendation from me? Because the only connection they really have is that they are technically related. Um, she did build that dress for her. That's true. The Lady yes, Gaga dress. That's true. That's true. But that's also because mom, like that right. whole that whole framing was like, my I have two gay dads who can't sew, but you're a mom. Can you sew? you gotta sew, right? Moms know how to sew. Moms do be sewing. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but I will say, from like a business standpoint, Rachel's right. <laughs> Shelby has much better connections, and her name probably carries a lot more weight in the neon industry. Just good business. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's a good business strategy. She wrote the old letter, so. At first, I was like, I support this, Rachel. And then Rachel's like, what if you write the letter? And I'm like, no, get away. And this is this is the scene that I wrote down. Adina is flawless. No notes. Because... Yes. yes. Yeah. It, w- it was a very sweet scene, too. Like, I did. I mean, yes, Rachel, go away. But it, it was sweet. I didn't absolutely hate Rachel here. Um. Also, uh, Rachel, we get to see a glimpse of Rachel's resume. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I didn't look at it. I di- hold I, on. My I'm not is... that in depth. <laughs> I normally am not, but I was like, I could see if they put any pause jokes on. I have to like reach like. I oh I went. It didn't read as like traditional theater resume. Like it was a lot more like a job kind of resume. Here's the things uh... listed on Rachel Berry's resume. Uh, her graduation. Yes. Uh, she has listed herself as the director of the Glee Club, um, <laughs> saying that she planned, scored, and presented musical numbers. I mean. Is not, that wrong? That part's not untrue. No. Um, not, not 100% untrue. She was part of the JCC tap class. Uh, she taught tap for the JCC. All of, okay. all of these, like, dancer references to Rachel and she can't two-step, it's like, what is what is up? Oh, well, yes, that too. That as well. I'm just thinking, like, they're shoehorning in any reminder that they can put in that Rachel is Jewish. Also, she was a camp counselor for adopted teens. So. Sure. What? Uh, uh, she says she is a weird soprano. What? Not true. She well, I'm is... saying she she is an adopted teen herself. No, yeah, she is. Kind so of. that's she why she was. That's why she was a counselor at the camp. Presumably, she went to that camp as a younger okay, teen. Okay, fine, fine, know. fine. So she's a lyric soprano. Uh, her she says her vocal range is mezzo soprano. That's she... those are two different things. Isn't she like more of a belter though? Yes. And her vocal style is classical musical theater. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. And she knows English, basic German, basic French, basic Italian. Basic. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Apparently. Because you know how you get that big book of art songs whenever you start taking voice lessons and yes. it's all the same mm-hmm. basic French, German, and Italian art songs? Mm-hmm. That. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, I, th- I feel like you would incorporate that if you're... Like into opera, mm-hmm. because then you're like, listen, I can sing in other languages, yeah. But like, up to this point, I'm gonna be bold and say, never in the show never. has Rachel Berry 
uh, saying any other language than English. Right. So No, and I don't believe she ever will. <laughs> of course. Um, so then we have this whole dodgeball thing, which I actually really like the song and the mashup and, like, this whole sequence. This is a mashup for Karina's. This is, <laughs> like, obviously there is a fire number at the end. We know. That's the best. Yeah, good. But this number is, I just love it. I love these two songs. They um, were, yeah, they were, again, compliments to the mashups. They mash work really it, well yeah. together. Although, yes. Although I want to know in this scene, who are the other kids on the perimeter of the dodgeball court? <laughs> I think they're just there to watch Ghosts. show choir nerds get hurt. I mean, yeah. is it the jazz band? That's what I want. Maybe. It is. The ghost it's, the band? Ghosts, it's the ghosts of musical theater well, coming there to watch. They're basically like ball runners for when the uh, a, a dodgeball gets like thrown yeah. off sides or something. So right. I'm just like, who are these kids? <laughs> Where did they come from? Why are they willing to do this? Especially because it's an illicit after hours dodgeball game with no adults. So right. how also, did they get shirts made, first of all? I feel yeah, like those are quick. gym, the actual gym. Oh, uniforms. they're the gym uniforms, right? But right. I mean, I mean, watching this, I was just like, if it was only this entertaining when I was in high school, <laughs> right? I mean, like right. you know. this was like the most fun choreographed like throws and dodges, and like Darren Chris was having a grand old time like dodging and throwing, and then like, yes. people being people literally being thrown, and then you know yeah. um, the the back backup cheerio dancers on the treble tones doing aerial flips Aerials. and shit yep. like that i was just like why didn't this happen what i need to go back in time and br- introduce this to my high school <laughs> right holy shit it was clearly like this was very fun for them to film like you can yeah. tell how much fun they were having mm-hmm. minus the balls to the face like the close-up well, shots it's clearly not regulation but that's why they said it was uh, after hours right right Oh, also, then, I like, guess we should mention the songs they are mashing up is Hit Me oh, With Your Best yeah. Shot and um, One Way or Another. One Way or Another, <laughs> which, well done. Um, and the treble tones win, but then they proceed to just, like, pummel this yeah. kid, Rory, with with dodgeballs. Apropos Enough of nothing. to make him bleed. With, with yeah. Santana as the lead of it. Yeah. 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 So, and it's just like, what is Rory? Like, I... I get it. Finn, you have beef with Finn because you've been together since maybe elementary school. Who knows at this point? Yeah. They don't talk about anything past, you know, 10th grade. Yeah. Um, but Rory literally just showed up like three days ago. Why are you beating the shit out of him? It's Why very such much like him. It's very much like we don't like what we don't understand. In fact, it scares us. Scares us. You know, I just had a thought about it cuz usually in Glee, they use Kurt as like the emotional response so like the audience can be like, "Oh no, poor baby Kurt. Some, something bad's happening to you. We must protect him." But because later Kurt uses right, that this. moment in his presidential speech, mm-hmm. he needed to be on the sideline. And they're like, who's the next, who's like next best person that we can victimize? Who's the next most innocent looking member right. of the club? And it's not Darren Chris. No. <laughs> nope. That would not stand. And it's definitely not Puck or, or no. Mike Chang. So no, sorry, Rory. And no one's going to stand up for Rachel Berry. No. No. Um, 
the other thing about this mashup, which I am contractually obligated to say, is that it is essentially a mashup of um, a song that is very well known from Pitch Perfect and a song that One Direction covered. So just do with that information your, what you will. Your two genders. Yeah, basically. Wait, which one was in Pitch Perfect? They did hit me with your best shot as part yeah. of yes. um, uh, the, the mashup, uh, the riff-off. Yeah. Yes, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. I forgot for a hot it's second. It's okay. It's okay. You get one. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. And so then we cut to the treble tones. Uh, Mercedes has done all the work of, like, making the nat mashup, nominating herself as president, and then gets elected. Um, and then, like, Santana, for all of, like, her contradictory bullshit, Mercedes was, like, like stop that you're a star in this we need you so just like no i don't want to say fall in line but so fall in line and then we get play nice that's nice nice. thank you yeah play nice and then we get the most beautiful callback ever of britney just going stop the violence that felt so improvised to me of like a moment of heather moore's making an acting choice of and like Santana's response also felt very natural. It I was, didn't. I, what is that from? I'm, so I'm blanking. A season whatever two when early season two. Santana and Quinn get into a full-on physical fight in the hallway, like okay. And then Brittany's off to the sideway, and she just goes, "Stop the violence." Um, yes, yes. And so this is clearly called back to that. It does feel like Heather Morris was like, "This will be fucking hilarious if I right. do it like that," and she was and right. she was right. Um, the thing that made me laugh about this scene is we have to have a time explaining basically who Adele is. Like, yes. it's 2011, and so they had to be like, what if we do these songs by Adele? Oh, I love Adele. I love her hit new singles. Well, like, so, um, was, I mean, I know Adele had 19 before, mm-hmm. uh, 21, but, like, was she really that well known? Or was, were these songs out, um... At the say like when this episode came out, because I know uh, in a few episodes, and I'm sorry to spoil this for you, Ian, but this is the easiest of spoilers. I know uh, Glee got their hands on a lot of songs prior to their release. Yeah, and then when they aired the episode, it was after the song was out. So yeah, artists started contacting Glee to be like, "Will you do my song?" Like, wasn't Born This Way one that was like really close? Um, uh. A fun song was one like um, when they do they do we are young, I believe, and that one was one I think they had got before it was released. So I don't um, I don't know if maybe Adele contacted them because obviously we're three we're well into season th- or we're getting into season three at this point and was like listen I got some music. Yeah. <laughs> Be free advertising for me, bye bitches. Yeah. Let's see when. Sorry if I really ruined your brain with that, Ian. I'll probably forget, and then, like, when we actually get to it, I'll be like, this sounds familiar. I don't know why. <laughs> Someone Like You was released... Yeah, I know. It was released in 2011. It was released <laughs> in January 24th of 2011. So, this, we're in November, so... It's okay, so it's been a it's, year. It's zeitgeisty, yeah. yeah. It's big. Like, she's definitely blown up at this point, and, but like, probably, both of those songs are in heavy rotation on the radios. But enough that they still need to be like, this is Adele song's... And if you don't right. know who Adele is, go look her up. And so then, like, we cut to Santana apologizing in air quotes, like, with the most vicious, like, apologies. Yeah. I will say, however, 
I'm sorry I have no talent and sing like you're getting your prostate checked and you dance like you've been asleep for years. Keep this in mind yeah. for future seasons. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. she, like, I, this is, uh, I love uh, Naya Rivera for, like, besides mm-hmm. her voice. She delivers these bonkers lines while, like, having multi-layers of emotions going on. And so, oh, yeah. like, you can see that, like, it started out as her honestly trying to apologize, and she's like, mm, "No, I'm, I can't. Right. I can't. I got a rep to rep to protect." So the one that I really loved was, <laughs> "Let the Finn blubber light the menorah for eight lights, yeah. for eight nights." That it's it's vicious, but like I always appreciate when you can sneak a a, a, a Hanukkah joke in there, <laughs> um, especially a deep cut like that. Um, I feel like. Uh, yeah, it's weird that she agrees and to like play nice in a, what looks like a nice fun into the scene, and then really decides to just throw it all away immediately. And right. she really goes at it. Like Finn is going to be in the wrong. Obviously, Finn is absolutely in the wrong. Finn here. crosses a line, but Finn's also a teenage boy who's basically been pushed to his limit because, like, it keeps going, and you're like, "Damn, Santana, you're really, really pushing this right now." And like, you can get how Finn is going to snap. Mm-hmm. But the way he does it here, where he basically just says, why don't you come out of the closet? You tear everyone down because you're afraid Brit- because you love Brittany and you're afraid she might not love you back, is, like, a really shitty thing to do in the middle of the hallway. You but should not do that. if you pay attention, and I'm going to take the pin out right now. Yes, um, yes, we've you, circled back. If you, take a, if you watch that scene again, whenever the shot is on naya you see a random extra in a cheerio uniform paying attention to all this and i believe that is the character they are then going to reference see glee just when they get more writers and directors in they start paying attention to detail in a way they never used to one point to glee one point to glee well one point to the writer i don't want to give i don't want to give it to glee i want to give it to the writer or uh, maybe the director who was like, "What if we just writer do director?" This callback? I don't want to give it to the show. I want to give no. it to the writer director. Ryan Murphy episode, gets no yes. credit for this. Ryan Murphy point. does not get credit for anything. So yes. yeah, uh, Finn fucks up by essentially outing a young girl in the middle of the hallway of a school. Um, don't do that. Don't and do that. He and this is what like everyone remembers. Everyone remembers like like everyone remembers Finn outing Santana. That is the like moment people are like, "Can you believe that Glee did this?" I think people tend to less remember the fact that Santana was being so terrible to him for episodes leading up to it, which is makes sense because what Finn did is a big bomb exploding in the middle of the show, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's, it's like also like he's breaking the trust that she has yeah. with him where it's like, I trusted you with this secret or like, yeah. or not, not like not him specifically, but like not, yeah. trusted the Glee club. And yes. right. their, their ethos. Everything and... that he represents is New Directions and those mm-hmm. people. And so, like, yeah, that's it. the fact that he broke that trust with just, you know, a few sentences is just oof, magoof. It's an oof. <laughs> it's an oof, for sure. Big yikes on bikes. Um, we get a little bit of, um, it's like, Sue Sylvester, another attack ad. I'm mm-hmm. Sue Sylvester, and it's not personal, because she keeps on being like, it's not personal, it's just politics. Yeah, but um, she does imply that he married a donkey, which I guess does mean which, that she is... Keep Carol out of this! Yeah, Keep right? Carol out of this! That's an angel right there! Get her name out of your mouth. Yes! 
Um, and he's like, and we're reminded that Will is apparently a campaign manager. Don't forget I that. that. I hate that. Um, but he's not going to be for long if he doesn't start fighting fire with fire, and that's a thing that we'll just never deal with again because of the whole. Because Finn least, has to fuck it up for us. At least not um, through this episode. I don't remember if it comes back up again. And then we got Puck back at Shelby's place. And my first note is just Puck leave. Um, yeah, and they're underscoring it with like nice sounding music that's supposed to make you feel like this is a fun, loving situation. Movie, yeah. And I'm like, no, gross, die in a fire. Yes, all of that. Um, I, I mean, you like, guys are saying this, and it's like, have you watched Glee at all? I know. <laughs> I'm. Yeah, no, you're right. You're the, you're just the first one to call us out on that. Congratulations. Um, but but like also, I'm of the two minds where I'm just like, oh my god, this is gross and disgusting. I'm like, wait a second, I've seen this series at least five times. <sighs> it does. Yeah, right. It just feels like they were like, what they were going down their list of like, what tropes do teen drum dramedies have? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm, we need to have at least a one viable student-teacher relationship. But I mean, at least it was a kiss on Riverdale to circle to that Just, show for one yeah. more time. Archie full-on sleeps with the teacher when he's like not it, even eighteen. He is yeah. sixteen. Like in, like in school. Yes. yes. Like they definitely hook up in whatever the fucking music room. Yeah. Right. So I believe in a pretty little liars. For, Point for okay, you know what? I I went on the tirade not giving Glee a point. I'm gonna give them a point for that one where for they, that one thing that in Pretty you know, Little Liars there's a student teacher relationship that ends up being like the end game. Like they 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 stay together, which I think is almost the worst way you could do it. Gilmore Girls up the, ups the ante for everyone, but they're in college at that point, so it's a little like right. Meh. <laughs> Meh. I. I forget about that Gilmore Girls plot every time, and now you've mentioned it. I'm like, oh, God. They <laughs> did Paris. do that. Man, yeah. Poor Paris. Oh, God. And so we have this whole thing where Puck comes clean about uh, Quinn planted stuff and called Child Protective Services. He admits it, and he apologizes. And, like, this whole thing where he's like, like, I always thought of Beth as an accident, but, like, I, God meant for you to be her mother, and I want to be part of her life, too. Okay. 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 Where is this coming from? Where, Where is, is this coming, coming from? It's nowhere. Like, zero, prior to, well, I'll say prior to this season, because I feel like when they first introduced this plot line, like, the character did start to want to be a father figure to Beth, but, like, prior to that, he had zero, like, interest of being a dad. Yeah, no. Yeah. Wait, but... wait, no. I'm lying to myself. Oh? In season one. In season one, he steals the money to help. Uh, yes. Win. Yeah. Yes. It always feels like it's out of like a misguided sense of doing what's right. I guess. But like, right. I'm I'm wondering though, is it just, is it that he wants to be a dad, or he just wants to help the? He wants to be like the white knight. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Or he just has like issues, and he's like, I should be with the mother of my child, even if that mother is technically the adopted mother of my child and yes. or we're giving glee too much credit boom that's also probably it you know what everyone needs to be in therapy in this in the show that's you know what especially that's what a lot of Quinn. these especially, especially Quinn. Quinn. we've talked about it and we'll talk about it again soon but we got day one question mark okay. of the mash off this is multiple days why the hell does this event which is each man singing one song at most you can argue that they're singing Two songs. Two songs. In one. And it has to be a two day event? 
Why? Well, they have to fully choreograph it and then get the lighting designer in to figure out the right. lighting. They have and to fully change they, out the sets in between. They need their 10 out of 12s. Uh-huh, and then make I, sure that they, that they have costumes for it, you know. Yes. There's no that, reasonable reason that this Tina, should be Tina days. behind the scenes is, like, furiously sewing at her machine, being like, God, finish this fucking dress! <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, man, I love and hate that for her. <laughs> However, in... There in the New Direction song, I can't go for that. You make my dreams come true. Tina gets a solo moment. I know. I actually justice oh. for <laughs> Tina. It's so and like Rory doesn't really lead the song as Finn makes no. it seem like. No, yeah. So I'm just like okay, but he does get a solo moment. So kudos to him. Yeah, I, like I mean, like good two. for Rory. This it was is another fun. Great mashup. I like Hall and Oates. These are two fun songs. Yeah. Uh, um, the the, the, mustache the throws joke. and the mustaches were terrifying. Yep. Hilarious. I, I just, I mean, also the, I kind of wish they did it in street clothes. Yeah. Or, or like yeah. nicer clothes, not necessarily do like a whole Glee costume change. They didn't, right. they didn't have to cosplay moment. as Holland Oates. Right. Especially like, when you compare them with like the classiness of what the Trouble Tones will do. Like they maybe. They look silly. Maybe repeat one of their show outfits, right? Like uh, their their uh, not um, their competition outfits, I should say, where like you know they still look nice and presentable, and they're pretending like this is a comp like a actual mm-hmm. competition, not just a little right. fun scrimmage thing. They didn't Sometimes... need to do Hollow Notes cosplay to yeah right. to do it. I roll. Um, yep. Yeah. Sorry, we're on a we're on an audio medium. I have to. So you have to say you have what to, my yeah. face yes, is exactly. doing. Yes. John rolled his eyes. <laughs> um. I have to say though, I feel like in this episode, this is the weakest. Uh, yeah. Mashup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the weakest mashup is the Lady Gaga one with song I don't know. I think, but in terms but of but that like... is redeemed. But that is redeemed by Adina Menzel being so good. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. This is this is the Oso white dancing that doesn't also help it. You know? That's true. It is very white. But then, but it's then, extremely white. But then I also wrote, which I think you guys will appreciate. This Quinn gets to do her signature dance moves, and they work for this song. She they does do. a little bopping moment. I had the same note. <laughs> this is really Quinn's time to shine with her physicality. Mm-hmm. It's true. We love that for her. She's get, it's it's the it's the Molly Ringwald dance in Breakfast Club that she's it doing. Is. Yes. I yes. just realized oh, that everyone. That's and, absolutely who Quinn is and channeling it. That any makes time. perfect sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, great, great, fine. Um, they did it. They did it. And so then we have to cut to the auditorium. We have the senior class debate. Um, apparently, Bert was accused of sexually assaulting automobiles with his tire shop. That's a yikes. Yuck. Um, and then I guess it's the principal that's like, remember, it is against school policy to pass gas and sell it in the school cafeterias. Yep. Okay. And then I didn't know one of the mullet hockey players was running because... Rick the Here stick. Here he is. Rick the stick. Of course, Rick the stick. Rick the stick. And his platform, just to break it down real quick, his platform is like, we pay the teacher, we pay the taxes, so we pay the teachers, so they should be doing what we say because we're their boss because we pay their taxes. Uh, um, that is a moment that was probably a funny joke in 2011 and now is something you hear every single Facebook mom Karen say 
So yeah. it's no longer a joke. It's no longer went, funny. No. <laughs> no. When were the hockey team was introduced in season two? Mm-hmm. Rick and Stick was, was it season two? I feel like there they were, were feel... around in season two once uh, they needed to establish a secondary bully. Because to... af- after after the Sue Sylvester shuffle, that's right. After yeah. the the Super Bowl episode, yes, someone needed yes. to bully the hockey players, and it was Rick the Stick and his hockey mullet crew. The the yeah. new directions, you mean, right? And yeah. well, football. someone had to bully and, the football, football players. players. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Brittany's platform is that she will make tornadoes illegal because they're dangerous, and she will go topless on Tuesdays. Oh, Brittany. Um, uh. I think she won the debate there. Um, by the response. Her tries to run on real issues. How Leslie Nope of you, and but like, he ref- is he wrong? No, absolutely not. He is one hundred percent in the right because he like again point for like point for whichever Glee person made sure that they were doing this right. Like he refuses to be bullied. Runs on a platform of banning dodgeball because with a history lesson, like it's like it's a form of bullying. It's violent. It's painful. Like you could equate it to a modern day stoning. Never thought of it, but I don't fully disagree. Again, when I re I, I, when I rewatched it for this time, forgetting the lines that he says, I was just like, you know what? He's right. It is a modern day stoning. If you think about it. Dodgeball is fucking stressful. Yes. Yeah, it is. Everything he's saying is right. I just think he started off on a reasonable start, a good platform being anti-bullying and he's like, and I want to conquer small steps to take care of that. And I'm like, I'm with you so far. But then he goes in on an anti-dodgeball campaign. And first of all, if you're running a high school election, going going in with the idea of I'm going to prevent you from doing something is never going to work. Because high school students never want to be told, I'm taking away one of your rights. Right, That's but fair. like when he lists, when, um, what, with what Ian recounted, yeah. you know, uh, calling it a modern day stoning, you know, you're just like, you know what, you're right, like. This is a sport I don't think we have to play. That's because right. we're all reasonable like, adults, but teenage 17-year-olds are going to be like, you're going to take away my right. He got people. applause, though. So I will he say, and give it, like, giving a Glee again too much credit, like, I can imagine he is going for the swing voters and everyone that he knows might vote for him. Mm-hmm. He's not going for the hockey team vote. All the purple he's going states? For, no, yeah. he's going for the purple states. He's going for the real issues. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's going for the chem nerds and the chess club and the tennis team. And He's maybe not going the for other, the hockey team. The other, um, you know, queer people. Cause I've, yeah. Cause... Yep, there's got to be a couple, even if they won't admit to it. I mean, he's right. a senior at this point, so there's got to be some other queer be some identifying yeah, underclassmen. And then Rachel, like, starts by running for something with book covers, but then promptly withdraws from the race, telling everyone to vote for Kurt. Goodbye. Yeah. Which, like, yeah, she should have done that from a while ago. And then literally the next scene, she's like, sorry, Kurt, I should have done, done that a while ago. And I was like, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Karina's like, yeah, I just said that, Rachel. So I, I wrote down, Rachel tries to publicly show she's human, but says in private that winning class president mid-school year is only thing Kurt has going for him. Yeah. Right. She right. says that. She, she says, says that to his face. the only thing you have going for you. And it's like, Rachel. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. But also, now that you mention him, like, so whoever wins class president is going to be president for four months? Roughly four months, yes. Well, so where are we in the school year? Because this is episode I mean, six, so we could be it's in not October. It's not sectionals yet. It's, it's, it's not probably sectional. still September, because 
okay, happens sure. around Thanksgiving-ish time. You're right, you're right. But still, like, I don't know about when you guys were in high school, but I remember we voted the year prior. Except yeah, for, our class well, president was elected at the end of junior year. I yes. mean, I was going to say when I was elected New Paltz Players president, that was at the end of the previous school year. Yes. Right, so it's... It's, Ian, it's, the only here who held elected office, lest we forget. I didn't. I didn't even run, so that's fine. It surprises no one when I tell them that I was president of not one but two, possibly three clubs, at the same time. Mm. Yeah, it, it shouldn't. Um, <laughs> thank you. Also, the only reason Rachel was talked into doing this, by the way, was not because she felt like bad about what about Kurt was basically because Shelby was like, wow, you got a lot of extracurriculars here. Sucks for all those normie kids who aren't going to be able to. And she was like, oh no, my friend Kurt's a normie kid. (laughs) And like, also because she was like, I think Mercedes might get Maria, so I'm going to do something else to put me on top. And then- To she your point, then to your point, Karina. Yeah, like yeah. she got Maria, so she—that's when she should have been she, like, yeah. "Yeah, I'm good." But no, she wanted to do it because she is selfish and has no care for her, anyone else. Except also, now, realizing that her friend Kurt is a normie kid, she will. <laughs> Except she says you're spectacular, and this will put you over the top, which is great. They reconcile, but she needs to stop saying Niata. Everyone needs to stop saying Niata. No. Do you want them to say Amda instead? I don't. <laughs> Let, just say, just say Carnegie Mellon, please. Just say Ithaca. Juilliard. They, they say, have to make up a They can't a say Juilliard because I, well, yeah. Wait, why can't but they say? But Juilliard, because Juilliard doesn't have a musical theater yeah. program. That's true. Both in the show and IRL. They could say Tish, but like, this is, a, this is a question though. Like, I don't know, are they allowed, like, they have to be allowed to say these schools because it's not licensed yeah. or anything. They can be saving, but I'm guessing they just don't want to center a whole plot around a real school lest they get in, so they can do what they want, basically. Because right. then if if they if they continue and they show them in college, yeah. like they have to be like, oh, fuck, now we have to film at Columbia or right. NYU we have to get the or right something. St- yeah. And we did we did mention this on like, I think maybe it was episode one. Yeah. It is episode one. I'm editing that right now <laughs> where it's like <laughs> where they could have just said like, OK, well. You're in the guidance counselor's office. Okay, you want to go to school for theater? Well, here is a list of schools. You got CCM. You got um, Baldwin-Wallace. You got Ithaca. You got Umish. And you got Niada. Um, and then, like... Fredonia? Come on. Fredonia. 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 Come on, everyone. Yep. Not that yeah. Not that I'm biased or anything. Uh, uh. <laughs> Hair flip. <laughs> Check your nails. Um, They're fine. So, wait, so... You, so you're so you're a SUNY kid too. Yes, I'm a SUNY kid. Yes. This is a very pro SUNY podcast. This is a this is a full SUNY podcast. But like there must be a a good musical theater program in Ohio in Ohio. There's State a gajillion. School. Yeah, There's a so, gajillion of them. Yeah. So like, you know, as a fallback you should be like hey, and like you know, it would have been great if the show was just like, Ohio State has a great musical theater program. I'm not sure right. if that's true, a statement or not, but I, that's the only thing I could think of. And it would have been great as, like, free advertising for that school. Like, they right. do it for the artists. Why not do it for the, the schools right. that, like, right. kids are potentially going to apply for? Nope, uh, Niata. Nope, <laughs> Niata. <laughs> no Ohio, just New York. Yep. Um, and so then Quinn shows up at Shelby's. Uh-oh. Oof. And oof. I don't know. This is like a weird time for me to watch this scene because like I got stuck on uh, adoption TikTok in like the light of everything oh, that's no. been like happening. 
like people talking about like the very like well how adoption in america is basically a fucked up industry um mm-hmm. yes but like everything about these these conversations that shelby and quinn have is just like bad it's bad that that quinn is like i can't you sold a baby for money you're a terrible person which is not like how the process of surrogacy works right it's bad for like shelby to be like well i i'm giving this baby a life that she deserved because you're a fucked up teenager and don't deserve to have this child like and also to kind of date when we're recording this like the other my facebook feed and like basically every other social platform is all about the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade, and I was just like, yeah. "This is a little. Yeah. This is this hits a little harder now. It's a little too hard to watch really, right now." Yeah, pointed. Yeah, and and hopefully, future Ian, whenever this episode comes out, you know maybe the it will yeah. be in our favor, and you can <sighs> say it here. But right, we can manifest that things went better than they were going when we recorded this. But like um, you, you know, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I've seen I've been seeing a lot of things about the adoption and foster care systems and how fucked yeah. up they are. And I'm pretty sure there's a few movies and TV shows based around them. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, this is, Ooh, <laughs> this is hard. Yeah. Like, and like, you know, I don't, I don't remember what 2011 John thought of it. I probably thought it was like, Ooh, this is like them butting heads bad. But like, right. 2022 John is just like, oof, <laughs> history, <laughs> modern right. history. <laughs> and it's like, good on shelby for like kicking her out because quinn is absolutely out of pocket here but that's besides the point like this is still and she says i hope this is a wake-up call but at the same time one i mean like yes sure but at the same time like no one is saying hey quinn do you want to talk about it no one is giving quinn any help and god the cries for help are so loud screams i mean the fact that she didn't bathe is a cry for help yeah (laughs) yeah like, yeah. like maybe Girl, she has smell. depression. What's up? Yeah, maybe she's right? depressed. Maybe she's maybe she's bipolar. Maybe there's other things. There's yeah, something maybe. going on. No one's willing to look at this through it with adult eyes. This is another plot that needs to die in a fire. Absolutely. And so then we cut to Brittany basically telling Santana, "You got to stop making fun of Finn," but that's not important because we have to go see Sue. Right. And, immediately. And like this is kind of where everything drops. Yeah, this is what you, uh, Corinna was saying earlier about, you know, Sue says all the bullshit crazy stuff, and then all of a sudden she has to be like, I'm Emmy winning for this show. Right. <laughs> and suddenly now her batshit crazy ads, and that is like the heart of a very serious plot line. Right. Which is very well done all around. Everyone in this scene yes. does a great job. I mean, I forgot that that was the, like the impetus of yeah. all of this. And it was interesting because, you know, when you watch the episode and you see her jokey ads, you're like, oh, they're doing jokes. They're figuring they're trying. They're trying hard. But it's interesting that, like, no, they secretly are the important. It's kind of like the shared storyline with the with the other a plot, which was the the um, the mashup competition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So very well, very well done to this writer. Yeah. Yeah. This is the se- two for two, second episode in a row. Yeah, I know. Um, I will say, like, so I remember this part happening, because like I said, it's a big memorable plot point for Glee. Um, and, but I always am like, well, fuck, if it's not Sue whose ad does it, like, 
my memory was like, do Bert and Will make this campaign? Like, because we haven't really talked. Like, they it's been between Bert and Sue is the right. competition. So I was like, damn. And then you had that scene where Will and be like, we have to fight fire with fire. So part of me was like, did Will and Bert no. release this ad? And then I, I was like, oh no, it's a weird pizza guy. It's fine. Right. But like, out of nowhere. It's the Rick right. the Stick. Yeah. Rick the Stick, but his name right. is like Ross the Sauce or something. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. And so, because I was like, it's so wildly out of character for it to be Bert and Will who come up with this ad outing a student. Right. And so I was like, okay, okay, it wasn't them. It's this random third party. And Bert and Will continue to have the moral high ground. I'm not going to lie. I know Bert in the moment was like, we got to fight fire with fire. But I don't think after he calmed down, he would actually do a smear no, campaign. He wouldn't. Right. And I'm wondering if they're like trying to throw you off that they are going to do something horrible. Oh, maybe it was a red herring. Maybe, yeah. but like at the same time they, they front load it with like this other guy, this third like yeah. this third guy made this ad about you. So like it's not even like they saw the ad and we were led to believe it. They were right. just like they were sent an advanced copy of the ad. Right. Maybe it's supposed to be like a wake up call for Will and Bert to be like this is why you can't use fight fire with fire because right. people get hurt. Which okay, let's let, let's delve deeper into this for a hot second. Yes. So in season two, we had Kurt and Blaine have their first kiss, which yes. in in gay history of television is like that's like number five. I want to say yeah. maybe less because you know we did have we there was a few in Will and Grace, but like. Mm-hmm. I believe Will and Grace is the one that has the first uh, man-on-man kiss in television, in, in like television, his uh, like readily available cable television. Yeah. So the fact that then all of a sudden they have this mere campaign where it's like Sue Sylvester promoted a lesbian student as head cheerleader. I'm just like, why are we doing this? Right. Right. I mean, I get it. It has to. We have to have that moment where it's like. Santana like is has to like come to terms with herself and her sexuality and all that and then we we've come to find out that her mom doesn't even know about it. Right. Oh my god, her parents right. didn't even know. Yeah. Right. So it's like we that I mean, on the flip side of like Kurt's storyline of like how he comes out and everyone's like, We knew. We get this mm-hmm. moment where it's like Santana who is like maybe pansexual i don't want to say she's a full-blown lesbian because i feel like you know she would sleep with anybody who's into her right so um it's a little odd that this is how they're like you have to now come out as a character um and it's going to be messy and gross whereas kurt it was just like cool rainbow flags everyone right sure and yeah. there's also the belief that they are still in Ohio, which could be, a, they could be living in a very conservative area. So it, right. it would make sense that this unnamed third guy was just like, let's attack. I think that's why it, I think that's why it did kind of like, I bought that. I, I, I bought mm-hmm. that, that like Ohio 2011 still very, I mean, mm. even today it still is very dicey. Yeah. But. I'm, I'm still going to ding the, ding that point I gave the show. I'm now going to take okay. it away. Yeah. Sure. It, well, it, sure. It's, I mean, I get it. Because, like, they they might use it in a future storyline. We'll see. <laughs> but they, um, the, the way that, the, like, the fact that they had all of this work done with this one character, and then they're like, you know what, we're going to take a step back and kind of use it as, like, a joke in a way. 
And it's like, guys, guys, white guys. <laughs> yep. <laughs> white guys. But then smash cut to one of the one of my favorite songs of this series. Smash cut to the reason we're all here. Let's let's all right, be truly, honest. absolutely best song ever. Yeah. Bow down, everyone. All the other songs. Bow down. <laughs> Bow down, bitches. It's always a Santana and or Mercedes, Mercedes song. Yep. River Deep Mountain High is still yep. like, it's I mean, top yep. tier. don't get me wrong. It, it, it's a fantastic song, but I feel like this one is just like that much better. Because, yeah, because you have the powerhouses singing together. Um, there's great choreography. Hey, remember that time Mercedes was kicked out of Glee Club because she was she was late, uh, co- like quote unquote too lazy, yeah. lazy, yeah. and then and then you do you see this number and she's like dancing circles around a couple people, right? Yeah, <laughs> you're like okay. maybe the problem was you will. Um, yes, yes. Because of course we're talking about the iconic, the iconic rumor has it someone like you mashup of two Adele songs. I love that all the treble tones are doing an all black ensemble, but they're all wearing yes. different dresses, so they look cohesive but personal. And that bring, that mm-hmm. like harkens the walking on sunshine. Yep. Uh, yep. Halo mm-hmm. dresses, but it also feels like my complaint about New Directions. This feels like their competition dresses. Yes. Naya Rivera plays this whole thing like with so much emotion that like half the time she looks like she's on the verge of tears, where. <sighs> It's Bitch. Santana pouring her heart out through this song, and Brilliant. like, it's beautiful. Ten out of ten, no notes. Absolutely, just vibes. I just, I, I, I really wish she had like more songs in her yeah. um, discography for this show because she has an amazing voice, um, and like partnered with Amber Riley is just like. No. It's Chef's kiss. Yes. Holy shit. And like, I'm sorry to get like a little sad and sad at the moment when she passed away. If you um, was it was it 2020 or, or was it 2021? I think it was 2020. I think it was 2020. When yeah. she when she passed away, it was, I I mean, I was very upset, and it it mm-hmm. and I was just like, we will never, like I'm so I'm kind of happy that we get this time capsule of a show to showcase yes. her talents and everything, but like. I wanted to see more from her, you know. I it would have liked oh, absolutely. to, yeah, to see what else she could have done. Mm-hmm. I mean, having been. just done the West Side Story episode, like imagine her Anita in real life. Oh, yeah, my God, that would have. I mean, hundred percent. I mean, no, no offense to Ariana Debose, hands down, love her. Oh, obviously, deserving of everything. Deserving like, of everything, but like to. I mean, it would have been cool to like have the trio. Of you know Rita Moreno, Ariana Debose, and Naya Rivera do right? uh, America or oh something. My god. Yes. Oh my god! I would love to see the three of them. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Yeah. Even throw Karen Olivo in there, make it a quartet. Uh. <laughs> oh my god! Yep. Yeah. So it's it's just really upsetting, but like the fact that she sets everyone on fire with this song. Yep. <laughs> like. Like literally, yes. And, and you know, she, I mean, she's on the verge of tears because of all that shit that's happening. But also, she kind of gives like a "fuck you" Will Schuster look every once in a while, totally. where it's like, "This is and the this it. is money. You you yeah. didn't want this. Yes. Yeah, this is this what's been winning you. us competitions, like it did right. that one time. Truly, 
Um, and then we end the episode on perhaps the most iconic moment, which is Santana hopping off on the stage and just fucking slapping Finn across his whole face. I, yep. I literally, after the episode, I just went, yes! <laughs> and then it ends. It fucking and I almost ends started the next that. episode. I almost started the next episode. Oh. Because we just, it's, he's, she's like, you did this to me. It's not just the whole school. Everyone knows you've like ruined everything and just a slap in the face to him and then done. Episode over. I gotta, um, I gotta say, yes, there, like, after talking with you guys and after rewatching this, there's a lot of cringe moments within it, but it's a pretty solid episode of Glee. It really is. Absolutely. Thus far. All right. Well, that was our, that was our episode. So now yeah. let's. We got, talk. now we got to quiz you on some shit. Well, first we get to talk. We get to talk about the music. So, okay. Hypothetical situation. Uh, you have to purchase one of these songs from this episode from iTunes to load onto your iPod. You can only purchase. There's only enough money on your iTunes gift card to buy one of these songs. So you have to choose. Are you going to pick "Hot for Teacher"? You and I mashed up with you and I. Uh, hit me with your best shot. Mashed up with one way or another. I can't go with that. Mashed up with you make my dreams. And rumor has it mashed up with someone like you. Like, do I even need to answer this? I know. This is one where there's kind <laughs> there's of a There's a correct right... answer. And, yeah. it's, and it's clearly hit me with your best shot. No, I'm kidding. I'm oh. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, it's, rumor has it someone like you. Like, like I yeah. mean, when when I talked about this season on my podcast, Life's But a Song, available everywhere you're listening to this, uh, the <laughs> <laughs> my guests for it were like, I don't. Like, whenever they hear the actual Adele song, either Rumor Has It or someone like you, they're like, I cannot not hear the other song anymore. The other half, yeah. Right. So, it is, It is again, bold statement, by the, the strongest song in the whole show. Yeah. The whole yes. series, I'm going to say. All right. Yes. I, I am buying the same song. Yeah. But like if I had a if I had a credit left over from a previous episode where I'm like, nah, I'm good. I I think I might use that extra credit for the um one way or another hit me with your best shot matchup. Yeah. I mean, I know I joked about it as saying like that's the song, but like it it's a pretty good song. It's a bop. No, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, strong. Yeah, it is you can't pass up the opportunity to own Rumor has it someone like you, but honorable mention I think does go to Give mm-hmm. Me With Your Best Shot one way or another. I mean, and you know, I'd, I'd every couple months maybe I would look up the Hollow Notes mashup and be like, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I'm not gonna pursue it, but I mean, I'll I, listen to it again. Like I know we all cringe about Hot for Teacher, but it's a great performance. It uh, is because even it, it follows the the actual you know song. Yeah to a T and then the you and I mashup. Yes. It's dumb and it's stupid visually, but like vocally it's pretty well, yeah. like all the songs, this episode this are was great. A high episode for musical. And yes. also like it, like they kept hitting with music too. Like hot for teacher happens before we're even two minutes into the episode. Like they went rip rare and into songs and kind of consistently spaced them out. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. not getting a weird concert in the middle. You're getting a show with musical numbers and intermixed. I don't think Rachel Berry was featured once. No, she's no. not. So <gasps> wait, she's not. <laughs> it's always the musically. It's always the best when she's just not featured. This this is like Sorry. everyone else but her. Like I mean, we did. Yeah. We get Corey Monteith, which is I'm like fine. Yeah, fine, fine. fine. So the next the next part is a two parter. Um, first question: 
is there a knowing what you know about glee and like everything they do don't do what have you is there like a song artist musical entity it could be a musical whatever that you think glee would have done a great job at that they couldn't do or that they didn't do and then what's part two of that question you'll find out okay um i don't really want to spoil things for you ian because like there is a um they this season there are some tribute episodes to artists that Mm -hmm. were fantastic um i don't think they ever covered a song from rent and i think they being like music musical theater uh chorus Mm. kids they would have lived for that yeah but like uh, if you think about it two, they, the show started in what 2009 they did they did take me or leave they have me. done take me or leave they have okay but like but like here i he, agree with you they could have done a, a pretty solid la vie bohème to hear santana sing mm. out tonight would have been yes. amazing oh my god there naya rivera's yeah. mimi yeah mm. like yeah that would be that would be killer or like you know Maybe like a moment of will I in a in a future episode. Um, I believe it's in right. season five, and we did talk about it, Karina. Yeah, <laughs> you you know what? To drop a yeah. hint, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So maybe that, yeah. but like uh, definitely, def- like to to do more rent songs. I feel like would be the Santana as Mimi would like killer obviously like they missed their chance to do it as a high school musical but if they had done a rent plot line instead of a um west side story plot line or a rocky heart yeah but i mean i know that there is a teen version of the script because they uh i mean i i did it at um as a designer for stage at stage story manor my friend was in that one which which year was it I forget. I think it was the first year they ever did. Oh no! I, did I think it, it was se- like their premiere. Okay. I did it like the second or third time. Oh, okay. Um, it. I, I feel like you know, because out tonight like is one of the tamest songs in that show, and I feel like yeah, they could have done it. Or you, I agree with you, Ian. Like as a group number, do La Vie Bohème, but like alter it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, modify La Vie Bohème. Modify. Oh yeah, that's Fox a good point. Fox is La Vie Bohème. Fox. Mm-hmm. Fox is La Vie Bohème, which I guess they've done because they did do Rent Live. Um, now, part two. We don't two, talk about Rent Live. <laughs> we don't talk about uh, Rent, rent Live. Li- <laughs> um, part two of our non-scientific quiz. Is there an artist, musical entity, song, whatever, that you are glad Glee could not or did not touch? Oh. Yes. God, now I have to think about their songbook. Because, like... Matthew Morrison did his own song as Will Schuster, which was weird. Yes. Yeah, he did, and I'm still mad about it. Um, <laughs> as you should be. I don't. I don't know. I feel like there are some songs that they have done that I'm just like, why did you pick this one? Yeah. But. I mean, I don't hold any artist that, you know, close to myself. I feel like you mm-hmm. know. Um, I know I do know that there are some songs that the show wanted to do and the artists said no originally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Kings of Leon was like Glee will never ever do a Kings of Leon. Right. So. Yes. Yes. And then what's what's hilarious is that 
on Community, when they made fun of Glee, they mentioned Kings of Leon Kings of as an yeah. Easter egg, for those of you who know. But, I mean, no, I don't I don't think there's, like, a song I hold that precious to myself. Because, okay. like, like, I said this even on my podcast, Life's About a Song, listen, available everywhere you're listening to this one. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the Glee covers, I like more than the original. Yeah. So, like, you know, when, whenever Naya, like... Um. Uh. What did I say earlier? Uh, River deep, mountain high. Yeah. No notes. The cover blows it. Out of the no board. notes. Yeah. yeah. Like no shade to Tina Turner. I wish they. How about this? I wish they didn't do Rocky Horror. Yeah, they should have stepped away sure. from that. That that's like I, that is like the weirdest thing, and the whole premise behind them doing Rocky Horror is so stupid and dumb and everything. It was, and was just wild. Like, yeah. But I'm, yeah. I'm glad. I just had. A, for as a thought i'm glad that they never had like kurt try to do one of like rupaul's songs mm. i think i think they would have not i think he probably could have done a good job on them but i don't trust glee to handle it in a way that would have been tasteful would it okay. have been kurt though I don't know. That's the thing. It might have actually been Rachel. (laughs) Or it could, or it would have been like, yeah, allyship. And it's just like Finn and Puck in a dress. It's, it's Will trying to do. Oh God, uh, not Will. Will Schuster. And you know, and you know, Will Schuster is going to be doing, no, no, no. He's going to be doing peanut butter because it's Ah! semi rapping and big Frida comes in. He's going to, he'd be like, Here's Big Free. Here's Will Schuster coming to ya. <laughs> it, it would be it would be Will Schuster on Big Frida's version of verse on no. peanut butter, and I'm upset. <laughs> All right. Oh no. That's uh, the most cursed timeline that could ever exist. Uh, well, where can people find you, John, if they want to listen to your podcast? It's yeah. available everywhere. You're listening to this one. I actually do have a. I mean, I know I plugged that one a lot. I do have a second podcast that's still up and oh. going and everything. It's called uh, Movie Deja Vu. Myself and my co-host, uh, Shady, uh, we compare similar movies by creating a verbal Venn diagram. Sometimes? Sometimes Ooh. it's just us bitching and moaning about the, the terrible movies that we selected to watch. I um, love that. And th- uh, those, that's available anywhere you're listening to this as well. And... Um, the socials for that one is Movie Deja Vu Pod. I'll send you guys the how to spell things mm-hmm. and everything. And then for Life's But a Song, um, uh, the socials are But a Song Pod. So sweet, check it out. Yeah, and you can find the show at Glee Aggressive, Glee Aggressive at, uh, at gmail dot com. Um, what should they write in with this week, Karina? Oh God, much like every day, I've entered a fugue state. Um, <laughs> write us in. Literally, this is also a real one. Tell us any other band that has not broken up that you think yes, would yes. be a better representation than Hollow Notes. Yeah. Did ABBA break up and get back together? Yes. Or has ABBA... Okay. Many, yeah. many, out. many times. Sorry, it can't be ABBA. Um, it, can't be. it also... It also... Like, they... A, B, and B, A were married to each other, and they yeah. broke up their marriages. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. There's a lot happening. So, I, if Hall Notes is truly the only example of a band that's been together the whole time and is still making music, then I would love to hear even more contemporary examples. Surely, someone in the year 2011 was a band that had still been together besides Hall Notes. Right. So, please tell me. I'm curious now. 
Ian, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at iBroski on Twitter and Instagram, iBroz on TikTok, ianjbroski.com. What about you, Karina? You can find me under the same handle on both Twitter and TikTok, which is Epic Adventure of. John, thank you so much for joining yes. us. Like, this has been a long time in the making, and, like, I'm glad we finally made this work out. I will be finding my there. way to come back. <laughs> Just oh, and there's... done. That's done. a threat and a promise. <laughs> we're only, we're not even, like, halfway through with this series, so there is yeah. time. But thank you guys for having me. This is so much fun. And thank you all for listening. Uh, you have listened to us discuss season three, episode six. You can join us next week um, when we will be talking about season three, episode seven, with a heavily titled uh, on the notes episode called I Kissed a Girl. Oh, God. What could that be about? Huh, I wonder. <laughs> Sometimes Glee is bad with what we like to call subtlety. Um, <laughs> what subtlety? What? Ryan Murphy does not know. Um, which means, Ian, I have to ask you, did this episode of Glee make you want to watch that next episode of Glee? Yeah, it did. He answered it earlier. He said he yeah, almost... I know, but... With the slap heard around the world, he almost started into the he next almost, episode. He did. You, yeah. You showed yeah. your hand too early, but... I did. You're right. That's on me. Mm-hmm.